Welcome along to the 98 Not Out podcast, the latest episode. Remember to give it a like, tell your friends, subscribe, spread the word and help us grow. This week, a cracker for you, as always, but this is a particular cracker. It's a cracker with daggers. Charles Dagnall, welcome back. It's always good to see you and, and hear your voice on 98 Not Out. How are you keeping? I am very well. It's good to be back, gentlemen. Uh, as always, uh, always a pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, I, I'm doing all right. I've put on a little bit of weight over Ooh. the over Christmas. Unlike you, you have, <laughs> the, the the weight that you have taken off has actually been placed onto me. I fancy. Um, <laughs> so I'm endeavouring to to be healthy uh, in February and March to, uh, to 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 try and get into my trousers, basically. Uh, I've got numerous pairs of trousers back at home and jeans uh which are a little bit tight <laughs> and just a bit of so uh so yes but otherwise uh i'm keeping very very well thank you it's it's uh it's good to be back in the uk uh after doing a little bit of traveling and uh and yeah just cut now it feels the countdown to the season is on um the weather's just got a little bit better and the daffodils are starting to bloom and and you always feel that the season's not too far away so very excited yeah i've just got back from walking the dog and it's um really nice out there sunny yeah. after and the sun's just going now but um, very fresh um and i gather that you've been out on the golf course this afternoon i have been out on the golf course i partner, partnered friend of 98 not out uh mark butcher uh, and uh, neither of us were very good today. I was worse than him, uh, but we only lost two and one today, uh, which wasn't bad. Uh, but the other day, when we went out on Tuesday, I beat him uh, and played like, just played like God. I'm not going to lie. I did play very, very well. Hit my best ever round in, in my history. Uh, so I was, I went in with lots of positive thoughts. And after the first shot of the day, they just, all went out of my head and negativity crept in and I just bottled it massively. Uh, so such is life. Uh, but uh, but yes, been been out golfing today and uh, like I say, trying to trying to do as much exercise as possible. We've all been there on the golf course, haven't we? You, you have oh, a stinker of a round a, and then yeah. the 18th tee, you blaze it down the fairway. Absolutely. And, and that just keeps dragging you back for more. Every time. That's what it is. But uh, but no, it, 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 was a, it was a lovely day and and Tuesday as well, the weather was good. And it was, when, once the sun started to get a little bit of heat in it, then you just felt, like I say, you just felt that season's not far away. Well, you have just had an idea. We should have a 98 not out golf day. Let's do there it. There you go. There you it. go. I've, I've <laughs> never seen you play golf, Dazza, but I've, I've heard a lot about it. I'll bring my snooker cue along. That was the last time I played that my partner said, bring the snooker cue next time, it'll be easier. <laughs> <laughs> it would have helped me today i'll have to tell you uh, now charlie last time uh we had you on uh it was amidst great excitement because you and henry moran were preparing to perform yeah. at the hundred club uh mm -hmm. in the teenage cancer trust uh, and that gosh. turned out to be an absolutely stonking evening what are your memories of that yeah, oh, let me tell you, it's it's weird. So many things that that were memorable. Um, first off, the, the the great thing was 
um, is that the money we we raised, we were delighted to do it. You know, it's not a fortune, but we raised eight and a half thousand pounds. Uh, and that was only thanks to those who bought tickets and came along. And and, um, and we were hugely grateful that anyone would want to see us. Uh, the fact that, that they did and hopefully had a good night was 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 just an added bonus. But, I mean, a lot of it was a blur. We were so nervous, so nervous <laughs> before we went on. Now, I don't drink. I'm not a drinking person, but even I had a snifter prior to going on. Um, but but so many things went right. Loads of things went wrong, but you don't remember that. And, and the things that did go wrong, we were lucky that obviously my brother, who's a, a session musician, and his two session musician friends who came down to play with us, anything that did go wrong, it was remedied before we even knew it, you know, because they had sort of, because they're so good, they were able to, to compensate for anything that we might have got wrong or whatever. Um, but I, uh, one thing I did do was smash Butch in the head with the head of my base, um, <laughs> which I was, I just felt, I, honestly, I was mortified because I gave him a proper good clunk on the, on the forehead. Um, uh, one of the sort of the keys on the end of the uh, on the end of the base uh, hit him right above the eye, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, but he recovered quickly, and thank goodness he was there too as well because he absolutely rocked his songs that he did, and um, and it was it was just such a fun night. There's things that we learned from it um, that you you know you might not do again, and just little little some things. But the great thing was that lots of people took lots of footage. Uh, so we could see the people either enjoying themselves or just bopping along or just us being ridiculous on stage. And so overall, it was fantastic. We will do it again. We don't know when. Um, but, you know, obviously getting people in, in one place at the same time is not necessarily that easy. Um, but we got a taste for it. We definitely got a taste for it. And everyone, but she said, you should do it again. Uh, my brother has said, do it again. Um, so, you know, we, we might, the idea has been floated that we might do three, uh, one down south, one in the Midlands, one up north. Uh, and maybe we change charity as well. Uh, you know, maybe some children's hospitals would like to, to raise funds for um, and stuff. But these are all in the embryonic phases of, of trying to decide. We've got to, we've got to sort of get together, myself and Henry, um, and see if we, and, and, you know, see if we we can do it, and, and uh, maybe get a sponsor involved and stuff. Um, but but the idea is there. But it was great fun. It was such good fun, and hopefully everyone who did come had a okay uh, who came to it had a had a really good time. And and it was supposed to be ridiculous and fun and silly. And I think that I think we managed to get that in spades. You've that not mentioned like costumes. The, the O2, the NEC, and what, Old Trafford? Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're, yeah, I think I think Old Trafford will just about be able to, to, to squeeze all the people that do. We might have to do two nights at Old Trafford. Um, yeah. You know, but, uh, but yeah, crikey, that would be... Maybe the Old Trafford substitutes bench we might be able to uh, to fill. But, but yeah, places similar to what we played the other day, sort of smallish venues... Um, and, and you know, people can come along and donate if they want to and we'll make it a little bit more relaxed on that front. But again, these are all just ideas that are, are popular. We might just do a big 80s night. We might just, 
do with some rock in there, but we might stick a bit of, um, uh, you know, a bit of pop and, uh, and electro in there. Who knows? But, you uh, but an excuse I, to wear the spandex again, don't you? Let's be my honest. God, I tell, I tell you what. Yeah, it's a good job it was spandex because I I had a little sort of muffin top coming out of the um <laughs> uh, my, the whole idea of being you know spelt and uh, and lean and all of that sort of stuff and I put the spandex on and I was like oh my god thank God these trousers stretch uh so um so I wore a very loose vest on top and hopefully that that gave away uh, uh or, or I could hide a multitude of sins so uh, so yeah that was uh, that, but again. It just just daft, just fun, and 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 something that uh, we're glad that we've got that much footage from from other people to to you know have a nice memory of the evening. And there was uh, Ebony Rainsford Brent channeling her Beyonce. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, we did about twenty songs. We learned twenty. <laughs> we learned twenty songs and played them pretty well. And Ebony comes on and does one song and takes all of the, all of the love and all of the plaudits uh, for the night. But that 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 was what it was meant to be, if you know what I mean. It was, you know, she came on and absolutely owned it and and really got into the spirit of what the night was about. And I just loved what she did. And uh, she she yeah she totally nailed it. It was fantastic. All of our guests, we were just so grateful to have. Now, you mentioned you're newly back in this country um, and you've been on your travels. Uh, just tell us where you've been and what you've been doing. Yeah, well, well, this time last year we were talking. Um, in fact, I think we did a we did a 98 Night Out pod while I was in the Caribbean. That's right. You were locked uh, the, in your room. That's right. Uh, for the Men's Under-19 World Cup. Um, well, I've just come back from South Africa for the Women's Under-19 uh, World Cup, the first of its kind. Um, it's a T20 tournament, not a 50-over tournament, which is, I think, absolutely right. I think that was... Uh, so spent about four weeks in South Africa, uh, starting in Johannesburg, but mainly in Potchefstroom, uh, about uh, and two hours southwest, yeah, southwest of Joburg. Um and it was it, it it was just joyous, Moots. Let me tell you, it was a it was a fabulous tournament. I mean, look, the the majority of the um, uh, tournament was streamed uh, on the ICC website. It wasn't a, an all bells and whistles production, if you know what I mean. There was there was six cameras, but goodness me, the the producers and directors and the cameramen and the graphics, you know, they did so so well to to make it look like a proper and it was it was a proper broadcast but it was um they really worked hard um and made it look good and the players you know gave plenty of opportunity for um for 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 great fun and what the what the tournament yeah towards the back end of the tournament that's the business end that's when the good teams came out and you know really showed what they were made of and what talent is coming through but that necessary that wasn't necessarily the whole story story of the tournament it was um it was the honestly it was the purest cricket you'll ever see in your life you know no one was thinking about dollars and cents and or anything like that they they were there for the love of it to represent their country, um, to wear the colours and the and the emblems uh, of their country, and to celebrate that. And at times, of course, the standard could have been better into. But that, 
I didn't care. I actually didn't care. You know, the fact that we saw teams that we'd never seen before. There were 16 teams there. So you can imagine the eight full member nations or nine full member nations uh, were all represented. But then we had Indonesia. We had the United States of America. We had Rwanda. Um, nine of the Rwandan team came through the Cricket Without Boundaries project. You know, what a statement that is, that, that they're now representing their country on, on an international platform. Um, so so we had all of those countries there, Scotland, Ireland, um, um, Zimbabwe were there, uh, and, and of course the, the, the full member nations too. And I, I just loved it. I loved it. You know, Rwanda won two games. They, they were in the Super 6 tournament. They overturned the West Indies. Um, these are great stories. But to see the girls celebrate, you know, even, you know, Indonesia celebrating a wicket that they've taken or two and two balls or whatever it might be, and the way that they just exploded with joyous energy was fabulous. Um, so on the one side, there was that part of the tournament. Um, the other side for me was seeing genuinely what's coming through. And boy, was I in for a shock. I mean, I really was um, taken aback about with some of the skills. I, w I went in with no expectations and, to, you know, because the, the, the women's game itself is still growing. Um, and I was just blown away blown away, especially by England, by Australia, by New Zealand, by India, by Bangladesh yeah. um, as well. And I thought they were unlucky not to make the semi-finals. Uh, South Africa have got some really good players coming through. So I actually went away thinking there's some of these girls in these sides who should be, some are in the senior squads, but there is a lot that should be involved in this T20 World Cup that starts uh, this weekend in South Africa, the senior uh, women's T20 World Cup. So that was a huge um, lift for me to see what's coming through, who we might be seeing over the next decade or so. But also, for me, it shows you where the women's game is right now. Remember, these girls are 19 years old. They'll have grown up watching maybe Charlotte Edwards, Lydia Greenway, Tammy Beaumont, Lauren Winfield Hill. I'm talking about England specifically, but if you're Indian watching Jalan Goswami or Mithali Raj, maybe the start of Harman Preet's career. Because if you take it back, they're 19 now. They maybe took the game up when they were 10, 11 years old, something like that. And that was who was playing international cricket at that time. Um, you know, maybe the Australian girls would have been watching the Australian women when they were winning the T uh, when they were winning the World Cup in 2013. So who's that? Well, it's Lisa Stelaker and it's um, it's Alyssa Healy and Meg Lanning and um, uh, you, you know Elise Perry. All of those players that that this generation that I've just watched in under 19s will have been watching those guys, and it made me think ten years down the line that those under-19 cricketers are going to be watching Alice Capsi, Sophia Dunkley. Um, they're going to be, be watching Marizanne Camp and Chloe Tryon and Deandra Dotter, or maybe not in this World Cup, but but these, mm. Hayley Matthews, Sophie Devine, you know, you know the, the uh, Ash, Ash Gardner. So I think it is 
only going, the women's game anyway, we know it's going, you know, upwards in a very, very, very sharp rise. I don't think we've scratched the surface of what could be happening over the next 10 years or so. Now we're seeing the results of the first amount of exposure the women's game got. Now it's so regular to see them on uh, our television screens, to see the women's game celebrated and played in the way that it is, in the manner that it's been um, put into the public consciousness. I think 10 years down the line, it's 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 going to be scary what what is being produced around the world. And to your it's, point, of course, it's, you know, it's now a genuinely global game as well. It's yeah. not just the big nations that are playing it. You have got you know, the, the relative minnows like Rwanda. So it's global and everyone's embracing it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and here's the other thing I thought, and, 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 you know, take this the way that it's intended. Men's cricket has been played in a certain way for a long, long period of time. And those involved, you know, to try and get into the club, if you like, is pretty difficult. Now, Ireland have done it recently. Afghanistan have done it recently, before then Bangladesh and, and the like. But but it's not necessarily that easy to become, you know, at a level of Australia or India or England or whoever. In the women's game, it's slightly different. So let's say you're Zimbabwe, okay? Now, Zimbabwe have been playing men's cricket for... A long, long time. And their resources aren't great. Their side as well isn't that great. It's competitive, but it's not it's not brilliant. It's not, it's you know, they're not gonna win a World Cup tomorrow. So in a weird way, if you actually thrust a load of resources in Zimbabwe at the women's game, it's not gonna take a lot for them to actually get to the standard necessary with better coaching, with better facilities, with better um, uh, time or, or uh, you know, allowing the players to develop in that country. It wouldn't actually take a huge amount for, for Zimbabwe to become actually elite in the women's game. So it makes me think, well, are, are you, you know, are you actually backing the right horses now? <laughs> because they could very well win a World Cup in 10 years on the women in the women's game, if they had the backing and, and stuff. Now, of course, whether that happens or whether that doesn't happen, it was just a random thought that floated through my mind. But you look at Rwanda. If I'm the Rwandan Cricket Association, I'm thrusting loads of money and resources of what I have, and it won't be much. But I am taking what I've got and say, well, we've just been in the ICC, full-on ICC Under-19 World Cup. And we're mixing it with the West Indies, with South Africa, with Pakistan and India and, and England. You know, we want to see this as a regular thing. So actually, let's, you know, the men are unlikely to going to be doing that in, in ICC competitions, but the women can. Mm. So that was that was kind of what floated through my mind. But yeah, it is a global game. And there are things you can do in the women's game because... I talk about it in its infancy. Of course, it's been going on for a long, long time, way, way back in time it's been going on. I'm talking about its infancy in public consciousness, the exposure it's got. It's only That's only happened in the last 10 years. It really has. You know, I did the 2013 Women's World Cup over in, in India. 
and only the games in Mumbai were covered. The games in Calcutta, it, sorry, in um, in Qatar, they weren't even covered. They weren't streamed. They weren't nothing. Absolutely nothing. The thought of that now is laughable. So, so it has only been ten years since a lot since the women's game has been covered at any standard. Now it's covered all the time. And 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 that is only beneficial to nations that want to make a name for themselves within ICC competitions. And I think this is a fabulous way of doing it. Great to see the United States involved. You know, that's a big coup for mm. the ICC as well. You know, they got to qualify. They didn't, you know, they're the only one with any facilities, so they got automatic qualification. But goodness me, they didn't show themselves up. They really didn't. Um and I know that that's an avenue. I'm sure that the ICC want to try and market, get involved in. You know, Major League Cricket's going to be happening next year, um, or this this sorry this coming summer, I think it is. So you know, breaking North America in that way, or breaking America, I should say, the United States is is a big um, fillip for the for the ICC, and and I'm sure we're going to see much more from them uh, in the future. It was a really good time to be in South Africa this uh, this winter, wasn't it? With 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 all the women's cricket that was been going on, um, England had been down there playing ODIs with the men's, and then that yeah. SA Twenty League, which was uh, really entertaining watching. Um, and there seems to have been a bit of a change um, of heart with regards to franchise cricket. Andrew Strauss spoke at the MCC Spirit of Cricket lecture last yeah. week, and all of a sudden is embracing it. And you know, whereas you know the stuffed blazers before had been very sniffy about franchise cricket are realizing that um this is the way it's going it is and you look at but you look at it is the way it's going and you look at where it's coming from and that's that's the thing i i look at as well there's only a certain amount of i mean obviously the thing about franchise leagues is that there is money involved there's, there's, there's better money than there is in, in test cricket. For broadcast rights, it's a sexier view on TV. You know, you can get as many advertise, uh, advertisers, sponsors, and all of that involved. And, and you know, when when money is being made, then that's obviously going to be where where the interest lies for, for, from a financial perspective, for, from a, you know, the South African League, South Africa tried to do their own league before. Yeah, they couldn't do it. No one was that interested. It was only until India got involved with money. That there's no money in South Africa, mm. absolutely no money. So, but where the money is is in India for cricket. So when they have aligned themselves with IPL sides, and each side is, has got a specific franchise associated with it, then they they can afford for those particular players, Josh Butler and Jofra Archer, and all of these players who play IPL can go and play in South Africa because the IPL are basically paying to do that. Um, and that in turn then interests bigger broadcasters with more pay TV deals and, and stuff like that. And, and, and so it's a kind of, uh, it's a cyclical thing where, where they needed to get India involved. And, and in so doing, hopefully that will galvanise those in South Africa who are watching it. You know, the, the, the punters from the local area 
to come and watch it, get excited about cricket, and maybe that's where it produces some more. Now, I like that as a concept. I do. It'd be lovely and romantic to say, well, they should be doing it themselves. They don't have the money. If you've not got the money, you can't do anything. So I think that um, the, 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 the South Africa are onto a winner there. Now, who has got money? Well, Australia's got money, England's got money, and India have got money, the big three. Okay, they've got money. Now, England have got the 100 competition, which has started on with by the ECB, and it's sold very well, and it's done brilliantly, and therefore they've got their own little thing there. South Africa have got now got the SA20, which is aligned with the IPL, and Australia have got the Big Bash League, etc. The PSL, which has started, and obviously the IPL and the PSL are, are going on at the moment, because the interest is there. In South Africa, the interest necessarily wasn't necessarily there, the PSL is always going to generate interest because of who's going to watch it and where it is. The love of cricket in Pakistan is always going to draw people in. And especially when you, you, you know, it's, it's a dazzling type of tournament. Um, you know, you're going to get people through the gates because they, they, they love it because of the culture that is there. And so, you know, franchise cricket sometimes is looked, as you mentioned, it's still looked by a certain element down upon. But it's essential. It is essential. You look at how many, you know, for players. Let's think about players. Time was, if you went on an England tour, you had to either get a job in the wintertime or you uh, would go to a club overseas that wouldn't pay you anything, but, you know, you'd break even. They'd pay you a little bit of beer money and, and give you a bit of transport and, and give you a place to stay. And you would play cricket at the weekends. 63 county players have been involved in franchise tournaments this winter. Yeah. 63. Yeah. You know, if you're someone like James Vince or Jake Ball or, you know, Ben Duckett or whoever it might be, if you, I, I might not be using particularly good examples there, but, you know, they'll have played in maybe two or three franchise tournaments this winter for good money. Yeah. And, and yeah, they yeah. totally deserve to. And if it's there, I would say, go on, go and earn it. Mm. You know, it, it's it's the way the sport has become now. It pays for the cricket that, that the stuff shirts like, if you like. I love Test Cricket. Test Cricket is still and always will be the ultimate in cricket. Of course it will. But only a few countries have enough people coming through the turnstiles to actually warrant it, you know? And that is, I, I go back to, the big three. Yeah. You know, when England play India or India play Australia, as they're doing now, there'll be people through the gates. But otherwise, it's, you know, franchise tournaments now. There's no time for, play, for tours to take place that, you know, involve warm-up games or anything like that. You know, there's just... You know, England are on tour in New Zealand. They're playing, what, a two-test series? And they've had a two-day game between themselves against a new New Zealand select club. That's it. That's all mm. the game prior to the start of, the, of a test series. So, you know, it, it, it franchise tournaments, are, are there too many to keep an eye on? Well, yes, there are. You know, when I was out doing the, the South Africa Under-19 Women's uh, World Cup, it was quite funny. I looked... I looked at the, the, the app, you know, the cricket scores app. And our tournament was going on. The SA20 was going on. The IL20 
the Dubai League yeah. was going on at the same time. Uh, India Kiwis. were playing. India were playing New Zealand in one day cricket. England men were playing South Africa <laughs> in one day cricket. Bangladesh were playing <laughs> against somebody else in one. I'm just thinking, how do you keep across all of this? You just can't. <laughs> you absolutely can't. Um, but there's obviously people watching it on TV. You know, in Dubai, the crowds haven't been great. They were never going to be great. But it's more about the television audience that they can sell it to and stuff. And yeah. then, that, you know, if they're making money from it, if players are doing it, well, then so be it. That is the nature of the beast now. Um, and and always, if there's money involved, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something that, that, that actually happens. Darren, I've had an idea. Well, Dag is talking about that and sponsorship and money. We need to get 98 not out involved in one of the franchise tournaments or all of them and any batter that finishes 98 not out they win a cash prize or a set of saucepans or something oh, well, I think a set of saucepans is I think you should do, don't go with cash if there's too much cash in the game it should be something completely random you win a Corby, <laughs> you win a Corby trouser press or something go. like that something that they would never ever use but that could be synonymous well, with the podcast I totally agree they got away with giving away microwaves in Pakistan, didn't they, recently? So um yeah. <laughs> you get all sorts, you get all I love watching the cricket in Pakistan. I do. It <laughs> makes it, it makes me howl laughing. But they do it, they've got to do it. That's who's paying for it. So, you know, I will always now that you know, Butch is going out there Sunday. Yeah, he is. He's going out to the, the Pakistan Super League and and I'm envious of him to going to do that and, and also for those of who who Excuse me. Who are in South Africa at the moment? Do the the main women's T Twenty World Cup? I'd love to be doing that. Um, but what is it? Life's too short for sensitive tea. I still remember <laughs> the strap line. Sensitive yeah. life's too short short for sensitive tea. Um, uh, and, uh, hang on, Charlie. And, hang on, Charlie. It's time for a Tipek tea break. Uh, there it is. The tap on tea <laughs> break. There we go. Uh, so, so these things. They, they, it's really, really funny. The advertising we take, we laugh at, or whatever, that that it's it's unusual to be done in the way that it's done. But goodness me, we remember it, don't we? Oh yeah, it's, so it's working. It does its job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we let you go, um, so what 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 are you up to next? What are your uh, you're back in this country? The sun's coming out. We can smell the grass and the yes. cuttings and oh, can't wait. Well, at the moment, there's I have a few irons in the fire. Um, just prior to. Uh, going to, to, to the county season starting, to the, the domestic season starting. We'll wait and see how, how that goes. I've got a couple of functions as well that, I, uh, that I'll be speaking at. Um, but now it really is kind of the build-up. If, if those irons in the fire come off, it would be absolutely brilliant. But we'll wait and see. I'm keeping a, a low one on, on those. Uh, just in case they don't <laughs> because they may not there's a there's probably a very strong likelihood that they won't um and then we have uh, then obviously everything's been shifted so I, i'm hoping that i do as much for sky this year as i did last year and i imagine in a similar kind of vein with the women's internationals uh, the women's ashes this year um, uh, the Vitality Blast, which starts a little bit earlier this year in, in Birmingham on May the 20th, um, hoping to be heavily involved in that and the 100 as per. Uh, yeah. And then usually towards the back end of the summer, there's a, another women's um, series of one day as in T20. So 
uh, and then obviously the 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 um, business end of the county championship season. So that is what I hope is is occurring. Um, I keep my fingers crossed that it is. Um, but but yeah, just it's now that like I say it's that time where you can almost touch it. You really can. I know it's yeah, February yeah. and and all of that. But but you know, as soon as March hits. So short month February. As soon as March hits, that really is. Oh yeah, you know, getting into preseason mode, and um, you know, it all just starting to, to to dawn on us that another season is is upon us. And I would suggest if anyone listening to this or watching this um, is responsible for organising any dinners, functions, whatever else, book <laughs> Charles Dagnall. I've seen him in action, and oh, he's got some cracking stories. One of them is the funniest story I've ever heard told. Uh, and, and I've been to a lot of cricket dinners. Oh, uh, yeah. yours, and you know the one I'm talking about. Is it the Kevin Beatson story? Yeah, Kevin Beatson story <laughs> is the funniest. <laughs> and the way you tell it, honestly, book Charlie Dagnall for your function. You will not be well, disappointed. That is very, very kind. I was actually speaking in Essex um, relatively recently, just before Christmas at Hutton Cricket Club. Oh, oh I, I was da- I was down there at the Hutton Creek Club. It was lovely. Had a really lovely time down there, um, and stuff. A really good audience, and, and had a great giggle, um, and and stuff. But uh, bless you for saying that. It's uh, it's I enjoy. I love speaking at gigs. I don't host many gigs anymore um, now because because you know I, I genuinely I did a lot of them and I did I started to not enjoy them. Um, however, speaking, I adore. I oh, you're love very going good. To, you're very I good. love going to clubs, meeting people. That's where, you know, and I say this when I'm there, is that uh, I'm not giving you away any stories or anything like that, but it's people, it's easy to forget when you're doing, you're talking about Ben Stokes, or you're talking about Josh Butler, or you're talking about Sam Billings, or you're talking about Amy Jones or Nat Silver Brunt or whoever it may be. They all stuck, they all came from clubs. They all had their own local clubs. Yeah. And there's volunteers down there that sort of guided them on their way to great success. And I can't tell you how uh, lovely it is to go to clubs and, and speak to people. And they want to tell you their stories of who they've met and who they've seen through and, and to, to celebrate their own club. Um, you know, as as I still do with my own home local local club back back in uh, in Lancashire so um it's it's lovely to say so and and uh, and fingers crossed they'll be busy as well and I can come down to, to some clubs if you're listening to this absolutely it's been a pleasure as always Charlie um good luck for the season and we uh, look forward to hearing your voice and um hopefully seeing you in the flesh uh, at some point over the summer yeah we, c- we certainly shall many many thanks pleasure guys Thank lovely you. talking to you as ever Thanks for listening to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.